0: Thanks for joining us and supporting Vickydo Fitness, we ask for your continued support by becoming an It's All About Health and Fitness premium member. Go to www.vickidofitness.com forward slash join. Again, that's www.vickidofitness.com forward slash join and register for a six dollar monthly subscription. And remember, Keep listening, sharing, and checking us out. The views and opinions expressed are for general informational purposes only. Consult with your physician or medical health care provider for medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment. Today, we talk about research articles and hot topics. Our topic today is, what's new? Hot Topics number 60. Mackenzie Scott donates a lot of money. She gears nearly $6 billion in gifts to colleges, various nonprofit and charitable organizations. Her surprise gift of 800 million to HBCUs is seen as transformational. 2020 was a year in fitness like no other. The novel coronavirus crept into and transformed Every aspect of our lives, including our fitness. All this and more on It's All About Health and Fitness. Welcome to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks Bright. This program is brought to you by Vicky Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum. Now here's your host, Vicki Doe and D Banks Bright. I'm Dr. Vicky Haywood Doe, and with me is the one and only Dr. D. Banks Bright. How are you?
1: Hi, Vicky. How are you?
0: I am fine. We got a little bit of sunshine today, right?
1: <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm. I'm looking. I was looking outside when I was at work, thinking how fake this is, because it's going to be a snowstorm tomorrow with 47 inches. This is beginning to feel like Denver you know Denver it will snow like 8 feet, and then the next day it's gone. I know. So yeah, no today I looked on there it was like 47
0: 48 degrees something like that. Oh, well that's cool. I can I can yeah. I can deal with that, but yeah, yeah. This this weather going back and forth is I know, right? It's something. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so we have to plan for it with uh I always keep an extra jacket or something I in the do car. Too.
1: Gloves
0: and everything in the car. I absolutely do, too. Me, too. Yeah, that's it. That is it. Well, today we talk about hot topics and research articles that we think are worth looking at and talking about. And our topic today is what's new? Hot topics number 60. We are at the end of this year, 2020, and the pandemic is going strong, but we've made it this far. We have hope on the horizon. Folks are starting to receive the vaccine here and around the world. But let us not forget to think about our health and our well being. We can start the new year striving for a healthier version. Of ourselves. It just takes committing to consistent, simple steps. And so I am putting it out there today. I am committing to all of you that I will start now. I will take 15 minutes, and that's hard for me because once I get out of my bed, I'm go, 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 go (laughs) (laughs) for the whole day. But I'm going to commit that. I'm going to schedule 15 minutes out of my afternoon to have a quiet time each day. And I'm going to schedule it on my calendar. I just feel that I need to have time each day where I quiet down a little bit and meditate, take deep breaths, relax for at least 15 minutes, you know, so that it can restore my, my energy and my mind. And so that's what I'm committing to I'm putting it out there now. I'm putting it out there that I'm committing to that right now. And so the question is, what are you committing to? What healthy habits you're going to put into your schedule and commit to right now? And that's what I'm asking all of you to think about that. What about you, Dee? What are you thinking?
1: Well, I would love to do the same thing too. I was looking at all of us are dealing with the covid however many and i was thinking to myself i really would like to mm-hmm. and just get nothing really you know super busy but a committed time maybe a half hour a couple of times a week to just do some strength training and cuz I, I i just feel like i want to get back to swimming you know i haven't done any group anything because i've been so afraid of going to any kind of gyms or places like that because of social distancing. But hopefully now that we have the vaccine and it will eventually kick in, that I would like to have some place to go and get back on. Not, you know, not anything that's crazy and wild, but at least I want to do something every day, whether it's in an organized sport or exercise, or like you say, Mm -hmm. just some meditation. I mean, we've all come through this pandemic. And I think more than anything, as I listen to people on, I was listening to Reverend Simon this morning on Reverend King's show talking about how the pastors are busier now than they have ever been
2: Mm -hmm. with
1: people being depressed and anxious and, you know, people not having money and stuff. So everybody just needs to take a chill pill.
0: Yes, I think so as well. Chill pill. Yes. and, And just restore. Just relax. Restore. Make sure, folks make sure you go and check out our Vicky Doe Fitness health and wellness website, vickydoefitness.com. And while you're there, sign up for our newsletter, our email list to receive the updates about our new health and wellness webinar trainings and online programs. And right now we are showcasing our step-by-step weight loss bootcamp masterclass. It is an online health and wellness program. It's a 12 week comprehensive weight loss program and this is our signature program for you to participate in and to get back to that healthy transformation that you have always wanted. And yes, let's start that healthy living, folks. Let's start it today because it's never too late. We are your health fitness experts. We are here to help you achieve your healthy living goals. And so I encourage you to take that step. Go directly to vickidofitnesscom forward slash training to learn more about our Vikido Fitness online health wellness training programs today. And with that training program, we do have a fitness coaching app and that's where you can find the exercise training the weight training all of that that is scheduled for you every day so go check out the health wellness training program our step by step weight loss boot camp master class and so definitely i cannot wait to meet you guys all right and as always what do we say d thank
1: you thank you Thank you for your
0: support. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Well, Dee, it's the end of the year, and I'm trying to... Thank God. Thank God, right?
1: Oh, it's been a horrible year.
0: Yeah, it's been a crazy year. Yes, yes, yes. I'm trying to finish up on my projects and all of that for Vicky Doe Fitness. You done with school? Done with school, put our grades in. woo. Wow. woo. Yes, I was done. That must have been a feat. Yeah, that was that was something. But, yes, we got through the semester, right? That's great. hmm We got through the semester. You all
1: reconvened.
0: We get together again. I think it's January the 19th. School starts again.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, school starts again January the 19th. So, yeah, okay. that's going to be great. But, yeah, so I'm trying to get in the right mindset with the new year goals and plans and I, like you said, hopefully this coming year will be a better year for everyone, right?
1: Yeah, hopefully, you know, with help on the way from the vaccine. Although, you know, it's not going to be the panacea immediately, but at least we see some sort of light at the end of the tunnel because we were just drowning. I know, so we've just been drowning in this in this virus in this pandemic. Um, it's affected all kinds of walks bikes. So yeah, I'm, I'm
0: out with 2020. Out with 2020, that's exactly it. So how was your week? Uh, my week was good. I don't know what I did. I
1: just really kind of relaxed, watched Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which was a really good movie, and another August Wilson play on Netflix, directed by George Wolf and produced by Denzel. I think Denzel supposedly bought all the rights to August Wilson plays to turn them into movies. And so you remember Fences. Yes. And now Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and Viola Davis gave, she doesn't disappoint, she gave a stellar performance. And Chadwick Bozeman, it was so sad because this was his last performance before he passed. And to look at him, because there were a lot of parts of the movie where he talked about death and dying as part of the character. And then, then he died. Wow. Yeah, so it was really sort of art imitating life. From a certain standpoint, I mean, you could see that he had lost a little bit of weight. I don't know how he did this movie because he was—he had to, had to be sick by then. And so, good for him.
0: I know. Hmm. It's interesting how he kept that secret from everyone, huh?
1: He big time did. Hmm. Big time. He got married at the end of this young lady. But all of this, and you could see in the wedding pictures how thin he was. But he kept all of that,
0: you know. Mm. But the movie is good, huh? Movie
1: is very good. I mean, you know, and I usually sleep about three minutes into a movie. <laughs> <laughs> about three minutes. It's not an official movie until I'm three minutes in and sleep. This movie caught my attention every step of the way. It was constant action. And just watching Viola Davis in every frame and every... Scene. It's just amazing. She just had such a command of the whole screen. What an actress.
0: Wow. Well, yeah. that's good. So it seems like your week went well, huh? Yeah, it did. It
1: relatively well, yeah. And then I got my vaccine yesterday, the Moderna vaccine, So along with some of my other colleagues. So we're all just kind of sitting and waiting to see what happens or not, but feeling a lot more relieved and We all got our second appointment January the 19th. So not a long time, but, yeah, that's when we get our second vaccination. So we got our little card and everything. So, yeah.
0: All right. So what is going on this week? Everything. Everything. I thought I would talk about Mackenzie Scott. Everybody's talking about her donating a lot of money. Yeah. To the historic, well, to the HBCU schools, right? To the HBCU schools.
1: It is unbelievable. Well, you know, she's the wife, the former wife of Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. She gave $6 billion in gifts to the various colleges and nonprofit and charitable organizations. I guess you didn't say how much she gave. I heard some other people talking about it on social media about this gift. Some of the schools have told how much. I just
0: don't remember which schools. Were. I was trying to see what schools were actually yeah. involved. Yeah. Well, I got the list with me. I got a list with oh, me. Oh, the most. Yeah. So it's it's a whole bunch of stuff on here, but I'm gonna call out some of it. It says okay. S- Spelman College got twenty million. Wow. Tuskegee twenty million. Xavier, the University of Louisiana, twenty million. Tugaloo College six million. Wow, Dillard University five million. Hmm. And I'm, let me see what's another one we like. Clark Clark Atlanta University fifteen million. Wow. <laughs> Morehouse twenty million. I want to see Winston Salem State. Let's see thirty million. How much? Thirty million. Winston Salem State. Yep. Whoa. Yep. Thirty million.
1: But now think about this sticky dough mm-hmm. how much damn money did she get <laughs> wait a minute i'm hearing you throwing terms around like well they gave 30 million can you fathom that can you get your head wrapped up we're not talking thirty thousand. hmm. can you get your head wrapped around somebody's personal wealth is so much that they can give six billion dollars away i know wow
0: and just and just think jeff she helped him when he was just in a garage with some books. Right. And look at how big that Amazon and all that is today. Isn't that crazy?
1: They've gone into everything like television, the whole bit. The
0: whole bit, exactly. The whole bit. And so Norfolk State has 40 million. She gave 40 million. Morgan oh, State.
1: That's that was our friend's college.
0: Yeah, that's where the Atwaters are, right? Right and then Howard University 40 million. Wow. Morgan State 40 million. North Carolina AT&T 45 million. Wow. So the list goes on and on. Hampton 30 million. <laughs> wow. Kudos to her, right? I would say Yeah, kudos to her. Kudos to her. She not only gave to HBCU schools, but Hispanic serving institutions, tribal colleges, you know, that's serving the Native Americans. And so, yeah, she gave a lot. I think it's 800 something, 800 million something for the higher education.
1: 800 million to the HBCU.
0: Mm hmm. Yep.
1: I can't get my head wrapped around those kind of numbers. i just can't hard to fathom that kind of wealth
0: i know but that's that's it right
1: and she uh, supposedly i think now is close to being one of the richest women in the world it's not well she's probably not the richest but she's up there
0: oh yeah she's up there i don't know what her rank is on on the forbes but i'm gonna check it out and see yeah me too
1: she's definitely up there
0: yeah she's up there big time big time well, the next thing is the Moderna. And you already said that that's what your vaccine was, right? Yes. So what makes it different from Pfizer?
1: Well, I don't think technically there's any real difference. I guess when you hear some anecdotal things like the Pfizer, there were six, five or six anaphylactic reactions that occurred. Now, of course, this can happen with anything. But the other thing is that from a technical standpoint, And the jury is still out that it may be that Moderna prevents you from infecting other people as opposed to Pfizer, which you could still possibly infect somebody even though you got the vaccine. So that's really the only shakeout that anybody can see. So, I mean, I basically tell people take whatever whatever is offered. Just take a vaccine.
0: Okay. Take a vaccine. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people are not taking it, though. A lot of people aren't.
1: I hear, I was at the hospital today and I hear a bunch of people, well, but we need more trusted
0: messengers.
1: We need more people that look like people that are disproportionately represented because they're the ones that I have heard say, I'm not getting the vaccine. Those are black and brown people. So as my group, the George Counts Interest Group of the Infectious Disease Society and the National Medical Association, we've kind of banded together and brought in other organizations in the black community and faith-based organizations to try to get out there and ask places, people like CNN and MSNBC and all these places to put us on television, mm-hmm. as opposed, I said this morning to one of my colleagues, as opposed to the same old retreads. I mean, I like Sanjay Gupta just as much as the next person, but the bottom line is he's a neurosurgeon, mm-hmm. and he's not African-American.
2: Mm-hmm. Bill
1: Schaffner, who is one of my mentors, not personally, but he's one of the godfathers of infectious diseases, He's at Vanderbilt but he doesn't look like me. Mhm. So, I mean and, and like I said, even as an infectious disease physician, I wanna hear the message from somebody that looks like me. I have a young woman that's going to be on a town hall tonight with me, Doctor. We need to get her on our show sometimes, Doctor Maddie Latsu Davis from okay. Washington University. She's an infectious disease specialist. Okay. And she's wonderful in talking about the vaccines and talking about she's going to talk tonight about mistrust in the black and brown community and how it all stemmed and how you know what's back and what's fallacy kind of thing and these are the kind of messages that we need to hear because I was just listening on the radio television the other day. and not that everybody else should get it and I'm not saying that they shouldn't we everybody needs to get it we need 70 percent of the world to be vaccinated mm-hmm. I'm merely saying that we need to target those individuals that are disproportionately represented
2: mm-hmm. so
1: that should be a goal. And it's a public health situation because if they don't get vaccinated, it's going to mess up the whole thing. I know. So it's a public health, not only just trying to get them to get vaccinated, but it's going to be a public health issue because they're counted in that 70%. So we need them.
0: Yes, we need them. Yeah. If it's offered, I have to think about it for us because, you know, not right and, now. It's and not-
1: everybody's got to. Proceed with knowledge. I'm just saying, and that's why you need trusted messages to answer all the questions that people have about this vaccine. Don't go into it blindly. The science is, and then by the time it rolls around to the general public,
2: mm-hmm. we'll
1: probably have way more information than we have for clinical trials because they're going to zip through. Right now, they have vaccinated as of Sunday 500,000. People with the Pfizer vaccine so don't you think we're gonna have some information about side effects and all of that
0: oh big time
1: yeah it just rolled Moderna out yesterday and so Pfizer's been out now for almost a week and a week and a half and there's over 500,000 people that have been vaccinated so we're moving fast and we will have more data yeah a lot more than 44,000 which is all that came to forty, thirty three and forty four thousand that's all that came to the clinical trial. So we'll have more information for everybody.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good. We have that going on. We just got a lot of stuff going on. And remember last year when we who 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 would have known when we had Who'd that the world world would
1: be wearing a mask. It's like some kind of some kind of science fiction
0: movie. Yeah. Who would have said who would have said, you know what, this is last time Last year, this time last year, who would have said, yeah, guess what? We're going to be wearing masks and we're not having right. any type of big celebrations or sports stuff. Who would have thought that?
1: Who would have sunk it? <laughs>
0: no so, one. No one.
1: It's unfathomable. It's kind of like everybody's teasing me about taking the vaccine, the young people, because I guess there's this movie that came out, *I* iLegend, with, with Will Smith, where People got vaccinated and then five years later, they turned into zombies. So I must hear that every day. Well, Dr. Banks, you going to turn into a zombie. <laughs> well, hopefully not. You didn't see I let, I'm not taking that vaccine because Will Smith, he went to this place and they were all zombies and they got to be zombies because they got the shot. Okay. Well, hopefully that won't happen.
0: Well, it's either zombie or, you know, for some folks, dead. Or
1: death, and you know, you and I have lost a very dear friend. Yeah, so it's real. This is nothing to play with. He was here a couple of weeks ago, and he's gone.
0: He's gone.
1: Mm-hmm. Gone. Mm-hmm. Not that he had a prolonged situation. You know, you had a chance to say goodbye. Was on cancer chemotherapy for a long time. You saw him down and out. You know, and it was kind of like. You knew he was eventually going to die because this was taking him down. No. I know. came in, was sick for a few days, and gone. Mm-hmm. Now, get your head wrapped around that. So, if you want to deal with that, you know, and eventually it's going to be like everybody is going to know somebody who tested positive for COVID.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And eventually everybody's going to know somebody who didn't do well. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, look at the statistics.
0: I know. I know. I think this time for celebrating New Year's, we're just going to kind of chill.
1: I don't have to work. I'm going to be off. So I'm just going to get a glass of champagne, kick back with some shrimp, and chill.
0: That's exactly it. That's what I'm doing as well. That's it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So what's the latest, Dee? Well, I did want to just mention the hot topic today is the new variant of the coronavirus that they have found in um, the UK to the extent that most countries in Europe and the European Union have blocked flights coming out of the UK into their country. And so in the recent days, the world has watched with curiosity and growing alarm. As scientists in the United Kingdom have described, a newly identified variant of the coronavirus appears to be more contain- contagious and genetically distinct from more established variants. Initial studies of the new variant prompted Prime Minister Boris Johnson to tight restrictions over Christmas and spurred officials in Netherlands, Germany, and other European con- countries. And now I think Saudi Arabia and some other countries banned travel from the U.K. So is, the, is the, this new variant some kind of new super virus? No. It's just one variation among many that have arisen as the coronavirus, SARS, COVID-2, has spread around the world. Mutations arise as the vi- virus replicates, and this variant, known as B one one seven has acquired its own distinctive set of mutations. Mm. So what's unusual about it, it came to the attention of researchers in December, when it began to turn up more frequently in samples from southern part of England and it turns out to be have been collected from patients back in September. So it was around in September. So is it more contagious? It appears to be seventy percent more contagious than the old coronavirus. Old yeah old since last February. Mm. But it doesn't make people as sick unless so they're looking into it And so the big question is, now that we have this big vaccine campaign going on, does the vaccine cover this variant? And everybody that's come on television that I've seen says that, you know, there's a great likelihood that this virus, even the people that made the vaccine, the BioNTech people in Germany, uh, feel comfortable that the variant is covered in the vaccine. But what they're going to do is to do a longer-term study, go back and take look at the blood of those individuals that were in those studies to see if there was a variant and see if maybe after you know seven or eight years, seven or eight months, somebody came down with it broke through the vaccine and it was one of those variant strains. Because honestly, it would only take one patient for it to fly all over the world if the vaccine isn't covering this variant. So. Mm. I just say stay tuned. Everybody, you know, United States has shut their borders down, but we do everything a day late and a dollar short.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so I don't know. We, Fauci says don't shut things down. So, you know, I'm just listening to the scientists. I just know I'm not going anywhere.
0: Oh, I know. Yeah. Nothing's that important right now for travel. Not zero. Zero. That's it. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Vicki Haywood Doe. I just wanted to break in for a quick second and introduce to you the sponsor and creator of this show. It's the company I own, Haywood Doe Consulting Co., doing business as Vicky Doe Fitness. We are a health and wellness consulting company that specializes in designing and implementing medically integrated applied exercise physiology based fitness wellness programs initiatives, events, health promotion, and health education for special populations such as older folks, children, adolescents, overweight and obese individuals, cardiac rehab, women's health, and those who have chronic diseases. We have a team and network of healthcare professionals based out of Northeast Ohio and we've worked with many companies, schools, churches, and organizations. If your goal is to transform your life by taking a holistic approach to living a life of health and total well-being, get in touch with us at info at vickidofitness.com. To find out more about our own site and online programs and services, go to vickidofitness.com. And now back to the show. Well, today we talk about research articles and hot topics that we think are worth looking at and talking about. Our topic today is what's new, hot topics number 60. And so our first article, we talk about the placenta of may help shield fetus from COVID-19. And this was written back a while ago. And I thought it was important because we never really talk about, you know, because People are still getting pregnant and having babies. And so, yeah. So what happens, you know, to the baby with all of this going on? And so this was an article written and it says some key molecules, the name of the article is placenta may help shield fetus from COVID-19. And it says some key molecules used by the new coronavirus to cause infection aren't found in the placenta, which may explain why the virus is rarely, rarely detected in fetuses or newborns of women with COVID-19. U.S. government researchers found that placenta membranes lack the messenger RNA molecule required to make the ACE2 receptor um, SARS-CoV-2 The virus that causes COVID-19 uses that cell surface receptor to cause infection. And so these placental tissues also lack messenger RNA needed to make an enzyme that SARS-CoV-2 uses to invade a cell, the U.S. National Institute of Health NIH researchers found. However, the placenta does have molecules that previous research has suggested may be potential routes for SARS-CoV-2 infection, the findings showed. Those molecules include the CD147 receptor and the enzymes cathepsin L and furin. The researchers also found that placental and membrane tissue have a type of immune cell with the critical cell surface receptor. But there's little evidence the new coronavirus could spread to the placenta membranes membranes and fetus in a normal pregnancy. The investigators also found that the placenta contains many receptors used for infection by Zika virus and cytomegalovirus maybe uh-huh okay maybe. Oh, okay both pose serious health risks when passed from a pregnant woman to her fetus the findings were these findings were published online july 14th in the journal e-life and so this study was conducted by a team led by dr roberto romero he's the chief of it's perinatology
1: perinatology
0: what is that
1: uh that's a study of a baby before they're born and right after they're born oh. during pregnancy and right after pregnancy
0: so perinatology that's how they say it huh uh-huh perinatology Yes. perinatology i have to remember that because i've never seen that i was like well what is that OK, uh-huh.
1: those are the ones that deal with the baby in utero and and the mom and when the baby is born. Yeah.
0: OK, wow. And so this research was done at the U.S. National Institute of Child Health and Human Development in Detroit. So, yeah, that article was just saying that so far they found that, you know, the placenta is shield. Once the baby is in that placenta, that it's shield for now from COVID-19, because a lot of people oh. are asking that question.
1: Well, it's interesting. I mean, there's going to be a lot more work done with babies and this whole pregnancy thing with COVID. So it's a very interesting article.
0: hmm Because that that would be kind of scary, you think? Oh yeah. If you got Having
1: pr- a baby during a pandemic and whether to- whether to take the vaccine and whether not to take it and knowing that they haven't really done a lot of studies. we These are whether the women in the studies got pregnant while they were in the clinical studies. It wasn't like they enrolled pregnant.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So there's a lot more work. They're working on children and pregnancy as we
0: speak now. Okay. Yeah. That'll be interesting to find out. Okay. So our next article, you're going to go ahead. The op-ed, uh, we must, prioritize
1: underserved communities for COVID. So to achieve herd immunity, about 70% of the population or 200 million Americans and 5.6 billion people worldwide will need immunity by natural infection or vaccination. And vaccinating at this scale may take years given our limited supply, which is why we need to prioritize who is offered the vaccine. And this is the, we must prioritize underserved communities for vaccines. Now, the FDA, last week and this week, issued emergency use author- authorization for the Fio BioNTech vaccine and Moderna's vaccine. And uh, this past Sunday, it was, the Moderna was approved, officially approved by the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, and it rolled out, rolled into our hospital yesterday. And many of us, including your honey, sweet, we were all, many of us were vaccinated yesterday. Mm-hmm. However, we must prioritize underserved communities to receive these vaccines, and this sentiment is shared amongst many national organizations, such as the National Academy of Science, Engineering, and Medicine, and their guidelines on equitable distribution of the COVID vaccine. In the United States, the underserved communities are often forgotten. We must do better to advocate for the underserved state and local legislatures, le- legislatures who are ultimately responsible for devising and implementing vaccination programs. The recommendations from, and I just mentioned this committee, CDC's Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, call for healthcare personnel and residents of long-term care facilities to receive the COVID vaccination first. This strategy underscores the need for healthcare workers in the frontline battle against COVID and other illnesses and pairs it with the goal of reducing hospitalizations and deaths among high-risk long-term care facility residents, who account for about 25%. That's why they will put, so the tiers for receiving the vaccine is 1A. Those are healthcare workers and, you know, the, the people, the nurses, the doctors, the respiratory therapists, anybody that's in direct patient care.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Then there's 1B that was just changed on Sunday, And that now includes the essential workers, grocery store workers, teachers, uh, people over the age of 75. uh, um, You know, a lot of people that cause us to be able to transportation, public, you know, public transportation individuals. Mm -hmm. And many of them are black and brown people. Mm -hmm. And so I think this was another reason that these individuals were bumped up because they were down like at about one c Mm. Who bumped up this past Sunday to the 1B tier, and primarily because a lot of those essential workers are black and brown people who cannot quarantine. They can't work remotely from home, and many of them in New York, you had many bus drivers, taxi cab drivers, people like that who died. We need to be intentional about who to protect from COVID-19 since this virus targets the most vulnerable. The pandemic has disproportionately affected underserved communities particularly those of color. And to date, U.S. counties with high poverty rates account for nearly 60% more COVID-related deaths compared to those with low poverty rates. In Black and Latinx, Americans' hospitalization rates are four times higher and deaths three times higher when compared to white Americans. The pandemic represents a classic lesson on the role that social determinants of health play in outcomes. Inequalities in healthcare, housing, transportation, education, employment, food, and more amplify the disproportionate impact of SARS-CoV-2 infections and death. Race and ethnicity are marked for health care disparities and largely stem from disruptive legislative policies, which is why tonight one of my slides talks about Daniel Dawes' book, The Political Determinants of Health. Yes. You vote for. You vote for like those governors down in the South did not vote for Medicaid expansion. You're voting to, keep, to, to shoot yourself in the foot. And that's just not for black and brown people. That's for black and brown and white people.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it
1: affects everybody. Mm-hmm. So you need to make sure you're voting on somebody that has your best interest. Prioritizing our underserved communities so that they are among the first to receive COVID vaccine is a tangible sign that America is committed to further racial and economic justice and health care. In light of the events we have witnessed over the past year, the speeches, promises, and hashtags are inspiring, but the symbolic justice have little impact without concrete actions that ensure easily accessible and equitable vaccine distribution. In other words, vaccines do not prevent disease. Vaccinations do. Mm-hmm. And all this information about masks and all of that is all well and good if people aren't doing it. And the people aren't social distancing. And the people aren't. So, you know, it's it's, it's very, um, what do you call it, multifactorial.
0: hmm Yeah. And so that, you need to, to say that again, because a lot of folks think that if you're vaccinated, then you don't have to do the mask and stuff. But that's not it, right?
1: Right. It is. It's important. Vaccines do not prevent disease. Vaccinations
0: do. Vaccinations do. Right. That's it. Also, it's good that they are having where, you know, because people didn't think of the front liners, folks. So these are the people in the grocery stores and all that kind of stuff. That's right. So, yeah. yeah, they need to be vaccinated as well. So, yeah, that's a good article. But then the thing would be, even so, even if it's available, it's like you said, trying to get the right messengers so that that black and brown people will trust folks to even get the vaccine. What do you think?
1: Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. exactly. I think so, too. Yeah. OK, so our last article we're going to talk about today is 2020. This was written in The New York Times 2020, a year in fitness like no other. And it says, the novel coronavirus crept into and transformed every aspect of our lives, including the way we work out. And this was, this was written by Gretchen Reynolds because she's writing it from her perspective. She says, this year, the novel coronavirus crept into and transform every aspect of our lives, including our fitness, in countless ways, some surprising and a few beneficial and potentially lasting, it altered how, why, and what we need from exercise. At the start of the year, few of us expected a virus to upheave or up in our world and workouts. In January and February, I, and this is Gretchen, I was writing about topics that seemed pressing at the time, such as whether low carbohydrate, um, ketogenic diets endangered athletes' skeletal health, if fat sold maximalist running shoes might alter our strides, and how completing a marathon, remember those, remodels first time racers' arteries. The answers. And this is what she's saying, by the way, according to the research, are that avoiding carbs for several weeks may produce early signs of um, declining bone health in endurance athletes. Also, runners donning super cushioned marshmallow shoes often strike the ground with greater force than if they were wearing, if they wore, or if they wear skinnier pairs. And a single marathon renders new uh, runners arteries more pliable and biologically youthful. So that's what she found out for those questions that she was asking. She writes, but concerns about shoe cushioning and racing tended to fade in March when the World Health Organization declared COVID-19 a pandemic and we suddenly had new top of the mind Worries, including social distancing, masks, aerosol spread, and lockdowns. The effects on our exercise routines seemed to be both immediate and stuttering. At that time, none of us knew quite how and whether to work out in these new circumstances. Should we still run, ride, and stroll outside if our community? had instituted stay at home restrictions. Did we need to wear a mask during exercise and could we do so without feeling as if we were suffocating? Were communal drinking fountains safe? She says, my first column grappling with these and related topics appeared on March 19th. The experts I spoke with then were adamant that we should aim to remain physically active during the pandemic but avoid shared drinking fountains. They also pointed out, though, that many questions about the virus, including how to exercise safely, remained unresolved. After that, our experience with and the research about COVID and exercise, it snowballed. A much-discussed April study, for instance, showed that brisk walking and running could alter and accelerate the flow of air around the sending expired respiratory particles further than if we stayed still. Consequently, the study concluded runners and walkers should maintain 15 feet or more of social distance between themselves and others, more than double the standard six feet of separation, then recommended. Subsequent, she puts, research found that outdoor activities were generally safe though experts still suggest staying as far apart as is practical and to wear a mask. Now, another cautionary study, she writes about this, and we talked about it on our podcast at one of our episodes. She goes, I wrote about it in June and it tracked 112 COVID infections in South Korea that spring to Zumba class classes. A few infected instructors introduced the virus to their students during closed-quarter indoor exuberant classes. Some students carried it home, infecting dozens of their family members and friends, most rapidly recovered. But the study's story was disquieting. It said, exercising in a gym will make you vulnerable to infectious disease, one of its disease detective authors told me. Now she continues to write, thankfully, other science about exercising in the time of COVID was more encouraging. In two recent experiments involving masked exercisers, researchers found that face coverings barely budge people's heart rates, respirations, or after some initial getting used to subjective sense of workouts, difficulty. Moving felt the same, whether participants wore masks or not. And then that's when she puts in parentheses, I use a cloth mask or neck gaiter on all of my hikes and runs now. She continues to write, most surprisingly, the pandemic seems to have nudged some people to start moving more, additional research found. An online survey of runners and other athletes in June reported that most of these already active people said that they were training more frequently now. A separate British study, however, produced more nuanced type of results. Using objective data from an activity tracking phone app, its authors found that many of the older app users were up and walking more regularly after the pandemic began, but a majority of the younger working age adults, even if they had been active in the before times, sat almost all day now. The long-range impacts of COVID on how often and in what ways we move are unsettled, of course, and this is Gretchen talking, I suspect will be the subject of considerable research in the years ahead. But as someone who writes about, enjoys, and procrastinates with exercise, the primary lesson of this year in exercise for me, and this is what Gretchen is saying, has been that fitness in all its practical and evocative meanings has never been so important. In a useful study I wrote, and this is Gretchen, Writing, she says, she wrote it about in August, for instance, young college athletes, all supremely fit, produce more antibodies to a flu vaccine than other healthy but untrained young people. A result that will keep me working out in anticipation of the COVID vaccine. In a mouse study I cover, and this is she talking in September, animals that ran became much better able to cope later with unfamiliar trouble and stress than animals that had sat quietly in their cages. And in perhaps my favorite study of the year, this is what Gretchen is saying, people who undertook awe walks, during which they deliberately sought out and focused on the small beauties and unexpected wonders along their way, felt more rejuvenated and happier afterward than walkers who did not cultivate awe. In other words, this is how she is ending this article. In other words, we can dependably find soulless and emotional and physical strength in moving through a world that remains lovely and beckoning. So happy, healthy holidays, everyone. And so I like this article, Dee, because at the end of the day, it's saying that, listen, we need to take caution, but we still need to move and exercise and even take those all walks. I like how they say it, all walks. What do you think?
1: This article teaches us to think outside the box with respect to exercise. I mean, there are a lot of good suggestions that she's given in here about what people can do. The attitude that they can take towards doing it is. As I'm sitting here reading with you, I'm thinking, there's no excuse not to, to exercise mm-hmm. in any kind of way. And um, I just think it's a really good positive. It's another thing I like about it. It's a positive article.
0: It's positive.
1: It's very positive.
0: Yeah, the awe walks. Who ever thought they'd call it that? The awe walks. Oh,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah, you taking awe. You you breathing in. I would call it mindful. Walking yes, exactly you' taking in the beauty around you and you just just be happy, and so d, this is the end of our show. Do you have any tips that we should think about?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, we still have to remember the social distance, wash our hands and wear our masks as we go into the new year, but also you know understand that and and I and I want everybody to think and look at the science and talk to your primary care physicians and anybody else that you see as a trusted messenger about whether you feel the vaccination is right for you, but also whatever you can do if you're in any kind of position of power or authority to make sure that those who are underserved get their just due health care, their vaccines, and, you know, be a messenger. If you hear a message from somebody that's a trusted messenger, you be the trusted messenger to that other person. And then the last thing is, uh, I think we need to stay tuned and monitor this variant because, you know, I'm not saying that people—it's certainly they're certainly not playing it down by not allowing people to come into the UK. But I think
0: we still need to proceed with caution. Make sure that you still take precautions.
1: Everybody's got COVID fatigue, and that's why we're in the situation that we're in now. So the vaccine is here, but it's not the—it's not the panacea. We've got to get people immunized and so while we're getting people immunized people are still going to get sick and
0: die that's it we'll leave on a positive note make sure we'll leave on a positive note make sure that you practice self-love you do some all walks and yeah we will see you next year right d see you next year see you next year all right and as always for more information, go to our website, VickiDoughFitness.com. And remember, if you have any questions, comments, or just something to say, tweet us, email us, go on Facebook, and share with us your thoughts. You've been listening to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki hayward Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks-Bright. Vicki Doe is owner of Vicky Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum, a place to discuss, learn, and participate in healthy living. You can get in touch with Vicki by email at info at VickiDoughFitness.com.